everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Rebecca Jackson Idolette. Rebecca was one of our presenters for the Loving Healing Creating Summit that we ran February 2nd through 14th, and we absolutely loved having her. You can still get access to that summit at www.creativeview.ca. So Rebecca is a soul collage facilitator, Reiki master, and a certified aromatherapist. Her superpowers are connecting with people heart to heart and creating an atmosphere of peace and harmony. The fact is that there was a point in time in her life where she was so overwhelmed, overcommitted, and exhausted that she didn't feel connected to anyone, including herself. And more than anything, she yearned for a sense of peaceful harmony. Bolstered by the realization that she had lost herself in the rush of life, Rebecca began her journey of cultivating a collection of soul-tending practices. Her deepest passion is to create opportunities for women to discover what makes them feel most nourished, connected, and fully alive. By combining Reiki, aromatherapy, and soul collage, Rebecca creates a deeply transformative experience in which she guides women to remember who they are by reconnecting with the inner truth and wisdom. Welcome, Rebecca. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so I guess growing up, I always, um, I always thought I'd be working or, you know, doing, cause we always, well, I got the message. You can be anything, you can do anything, you know, all of that. Um, what I didn't re- really understand was that sometimes you can't be it all and do it all at the same time. So, um, it, it took me a bit to to realize that it's okay to you know it's okay to do one part now and one part later and keep things coming um but i um so i um took a lot of years to get through college nine years in fact and seven colleges and (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um ended up with a, a um degree in pottery so that was that was what I thought I would be doing forever. Um, we started having children as I was graduating from college, and um, when our oldest um, got to kindergarten, it was not a good fit for her. And I had a friend who was homeschooling, and she said, "You can do this," and I said, "Yeah, but no." <laughs> No, I don't want to do that. And, um, but we ended up homeschooling. So this is actually the, the final year. Our, our youngest daughter graduates from high school this year. Um, it's been a 19 year journey with that 
And I think um, with, with that, I put creativity way, way, way on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took off my oxygen mask. And um, that was, if I were to do it again, I would, I would keep that oxygen mask on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so instead of being able to create things, I was a professional volunteer and became you know, so overwhelmed with all the things that, that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't my things, but I was trying really hard to do them, you know, and make them mine. And um, I just, I just reached a point where, it, you know, it was really clear that I had to make some changes. So I just, I just learned the word no, um, which is super hard to learn. Um, it's really hard to say no to somebody and feel like you've disappointed them and let the world down and, and all of that. But, uh, the world kept going, which was good. And, um, so little bit by little bit, I, I kind of started putting myself back together and yeah, that's, and so then, um, then I started, um, back with pottery. I picked that up about five years ago. Um, and then just recently gave myself permission to be a hobby potter. Um, I love pottery. I don't love, um, schlepping it around to shows and, and all that. I love meeting people. Um, so, so then I started listening to that, that little voice that was, um, saying, remember, Rick, you remember, you know, you love the plants. Remember, you love cutting and pasting and, and those things. So that's how I ended up here. Oh, that's great. I know, just going back to what you said about saying no, I know as women especially, because I talk to a lot of women, it's a really difficult thing to do. But once you learn it, it's life-changing. It is life changing and it's life giving. Yes, it really is life giving. Um, just to be able to separate yourself from those things that it's not even a matter of other people expecting things from you. It's a matter, a lot of times, I think, of of us thinking people expect things. Yeah, so, a lot about expectations. Yeah. So it, it really, that, that little word has held so much power for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I say no to things that are even things that are really good things, you know, but they're not necessarily my things. Yeah. Um, and that, that makes it so uh, some, it can find its person, you know, it makes it so somebody else gets that opportunity and it's probably theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So what does healing with creativity mean to you? Mm, that's a super question. I think they're both really connected by intuition. Um, I think um, being able to heal, I think, well, creativity and healing, I think we have everything we need within ourselves. Um, I think that when we can, when we can turn inward and just tune into our intuition and listen that, that we 
have all the answers. So I think, um, I think they're both connected by intuition. Yeah, yeah. And do you think there's a driving force that inspires you? Um, for that, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's um, letting my voice out. Um, I think also as women, we are really, we are really um, choked sometimes by our, by all of the, all the expectations, all of our, um, you know, our responsibilities. And I don't know, I, I think that, that a lot of times it's really hard for us to really say what's on our hearts and what's in our minds. And, um, you know, those things are, those things are important. Uh, we were given that voice for a reason and, and we can use it with love. Um, it, you know, I, I think sometimes we think if, if I use my voice, it's going to be mean and, you know, I'm going to make somebody angry, but, you know, I think using it with love is, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, sometimes I think we need to appear mean, right? As women. And, and this is just purely my uh, opinion, but as women, what is perceived of us is completely different of what may be perceived of men when they do the same thing. So sometimes to be perceived as mean, we're not really being mean. We're speaking our truth. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a difficult one, especially. Yeah. And if we, sometimes I feel like we need to, to, um, I, sometimes I used to call myself when, when I was so overwhelmed, um, sergeant mom would appear and you know, drill sergeant and um, you know none of us liked being around her I certainly didn't and the kid and my husband didn't <laughs> you know it was just like mm. um, but I think sometimes um, to be to feel like we're being taken seriously yeah. we sometimes have to step up and be a little drill sergeant-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Has there been a past pain that's informed your life purpose? Um, you know, I was thinking about that. I, I had a, I had a really nice childhood. My, my parents, so I grew up on the, the at the end of a mile long dirt road in the woods, on a river, <laughs> and I was the only kid down there. And so I spent a lot of time out in the woods and down by the water. Um, and my mom and dad gave me a lot of freedom with that. And, you know, freedom, there, there's certainly responsibility. Um, I think the pain that, that I have had to overcome was probably self-inflicted. Um, it was I really think it was a matter of that decision that I made um, when, when we decided to homeschool, that decision I made to put myself and my creativity back on the back burner. But, you know, good things have, have come from that. There's, um, there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of empowerment that comes with with being able to work through things and and I know I said we I believe that we have everything that we need inside um, sometimes we need guides or supports you know it's sometimes we've got what we need but sometimes we need somebody to help us find the way or help show us or even just to walk with us um, but I think intuitively we know how to find that Yes, there, there's a little bit of uh, hurt there, but it was, for the most part, self-inflicted. Yeah. I think, again, and I don't want to keep, you know, jumping on this bandwagon, but I think as women, we tend to do that. We tend to put our needs aside to take care of everybody else. And, and I know a number of people in my life, as later in life, are like, wait, I have wants and needs too, and started to make those changes but what we've done is our in our younger lives is makes us who we are so oh absolutely absolutely i i could not agree more there's there's nothing like there there's some some ways i would have responded to things that i would change but i wouldn't change anything because there's there's all that opportunity for growth and to become more absolutely so what is your favorite creative healing modality for yourself? Um, soul collage. I, I found soul collage. It, kind of, it crossed my path, um, I don't know, a lot of years ago. And it was a time when I just couldn't um, pick it up and, and do it the way I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it was time, it crossed my path again. And I, I was like, oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is just, um, it is such an amazing process. Um, and maybe I should explain it a little bit. Um, it's, it's making cards. They're not um, tarot. It's not a tarot deck. It's not oracle cards, but they are, they're collaged cards that you put together most of the time intuitively. And it's really like a mindfulness exercise in a way. So you're creating these cards, putting together um, the collages, and then you you journal from them or you speak from them. And so you speak or write as if you were the card. And there are four questions. There are numerous ways to, to work with the cards, but when you after you make a card, there are four main questions that you ask them. The first one is, who are you? And um, you answer it, I am one who, and whatever whatever comes out. The second question is, um, what do you have for me today? And you would answer, today I have for you whatever comes out. Um, what do you require of me? And then the fourth question is, is there anything else that you have for me? And when we can, when we can switch over to that intuitive side of our brains, it's, um, it is um, just phenomenal what, what comes out. And the cards meet you where you are. So, you know, you can work with the same card for, you know, weeks, months, years, 
and it will, the messages that you receive from it will be different. They'll have the same energy, but they'll be different. Yes. To meet you where you are at that moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds great. And what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date? Uh, learning the word no. Mm. I, I mean, I, you know, there, there are certainly a lot of things that I'm proud of. I'm, you know, there, there are times that I just look at my kids and go, oh my gosh, I, I love these people. Um, you know, and so family is a big deal to me. Um, but I think they're not my accomplishment. They, you know, I just, I was privileged enough to be <laughs> mom. Um, but I think, I think really learning that word no and being able to um, just take off the masks and, and get to, to like the real me and to be okay with, with her being in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. Just when you say um, taking off the mask, like we wear so many masks throughout our lifetime. And when we are able to become more authentically ourselves and remove those is huge. So huge. It is huge. It is huge. And, and it's, it's vulnerable. You know, it's, it, it's scary sometimes. It's, it puts you at risk sometimes, puts you in that, that state of um, just being vulnerable. But it's, it is so good to be able to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? Oh, it would be for us to love more, just to be able to authentically love each other, no expectations, just, just love on each other. Yeah. I, think, I think that would be so life-changing and world-changing. It would be. It really would be. And it's interesting that the, the more people I interview – the more people who say something similar to that. Really? Like, are, are just the creatives the ones who are like, <laughs> you know, creatives and healers come together and they want to love and, and grow the love and, and what's happening in our world? We need more creatives and healers out there. Well, I, you know, maybe that's part of that feminine rising is that, is that we're realizing that, that there really is, it's really all about love, mm-hmm. you know? nobody gains anything when somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. The hate has not worked for us so far. So no, no difference. And it's collective. So when, when one person or one group, one part of the world is, is hurting, you know, it's, it's collective. It's all of us. Yeah, absolutely. What inspirational advice would you give someone who's struggling? Hmm. So, so I think, I think it just goes back to, you have it, you have it within you. Um, just, um, cut out the noise, tune in, listen and trust. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a hard, that's a hard thing. I think, you know, it's, um, trusting that we, we're just trained to, 
that somebody else has the answers. Somebody else tells us what to do. Um, but we really, we really do have, we have lots and lots of good stuff right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Just uh, trust ourselves, allow ourselves to trust others. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey? Um, I do. This is one that has gone with me for, it's just, it's been with me for, for years and years. It's, um, so Karen Blixen was a um, Dutch writer. She was writing as Isaac Dennison. And um, it's that quote, I know you've heard it, the cure for anything is salt water, mm. sweat, tears, or the sea. Yeah. <laughs> and, <Love> that. <laughs> and I that's probably why I love um putting my feet in a, a good foot soak or you know, Epsom salt um bath or yeah, that's probably why I love those. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. And do you have anything else you'd like to add that maybe we didn't discuss today that you'd like our listeners to know about? Um, no, I just, I think I want to put a big exclamation point behind love. Mm -hmm. Just a big, you know, write it in lights and, <laughs> you know, yeah. you are, you're, you're loved, be love, um, just all the things. And it's not, not, not the, not necessarily the cutesy you know, hearts and, and all of that, but love is not easy. I mean, it's, it's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, see you next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. We'll see you again. Bye.